<clears throat> Welcome to. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Reactive. My name is Khalil, and I'm here with Raquel. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And Henning! Happy New Year! How's it going? Very good. How's it going with you alls? Oh my goodness. Good. It's been a long time. It's been been a really long time. It's been so long. It's been too long. It's been too long! Much too long, yeah. Um, yeah. Did we do anything in December? I don't remember. I don't think so. Anyway, I mean, who cares? (laughs) Nobody cares. (laughs) It's a new year. Yep. It's a new year. Um, Yeah. I. I, Did y'all have have good holidays? Yeah. 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 I actually took some vacation. It's amazing. Wow. Yay! Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't work on most of the day. Well, half of the days. So, that's actually a really big deal. Um, So. Wow. That's that was actually very nice and enjoyable. Awesome. Yeah. Good. I'm sure it was. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's 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 one of the sad American truths that like the holidays are just kind of like, you know, working from home. <laughs> working from home. Um, it's crazy. Though I didn't, <clears throat> I I did not work from home. In fact, I took three weeks off. So like, I my last day at PM happened in November, and then I took three weeks off. For Thanksgiving and then two weeks of just hanging out and doing whatever and then I was at Slack for two weeks and that was just a whirlwind of onboarding and figuring out what on earth is going on mm-hmm. and then uh, and then it was the Christmas New Year's holiday which this year Slack decided to take the whole week off like the whole company wow the whole week off that's so, very European style holy cow oh super cool <laughs> And then, and then I took another two weeks off on top of that. So I'm like super refreshed, although <laughs> I'm like so exhausted right now because <laughs> like it's only technically my third week at Slack. And so I'm still doing onboarding and I'm still learning how everything works. And I'm just like so exhausted right now. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I took a proper vacation and it was very interesting. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> oh, well. Nice. Yeah, I broke my arm on Oh, that's oh, right. That's right. Day. Yeah. Ice skating, right? Yeah, okay. Oh so my gosh. I I went so okay, we were we were at my dad's house uh, and for Christmas, and it was just me, my dad and my husband just hanging out doing nothing. So we were like, we're bored. Let's go do something interesting. And <laughs> so my husband and I decided to go ice skating. And right before we left, my dad was like, don't call me from the emergency room. <laughs> oh, no. And <laughs> so we're going ice skating. And I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. I'm not like a professional ice skater by any means. But uh, I, I was doing fine. And then this little five-year-old kid comes by, zooming like a little speed skater, and like it just gets like doesn't touch me but comes really close and I lose my balance and do exactly what you're not supposed to do, which is I put my arms out in front of me. I mean, that's what your your brain thinks is the right thing to do, but it's not the right thing to do. Um, and and I, I I fractured my elbow. So <sighs> Yeah. So but it's fine. It's fine. I can still type, which is all that really matters. 
So did is it above or below the elbow? Uh, below. Okay. It's a radial neck fracture for anybody who's like Dang. really into anatomy or wants to Google it. So um, did you need an actual cast? I did not, which was nice. Hmm, okay. um, yeah. It turns out that the cost-benefit analysis of... Uh, so the major cost of a cast is that you risk losing mobility in your arm, like being able to bend your arm all the way open and all the way closed. Um, and the benefit of the cast is not high enough to counter the cost of the cast. So my doctor was like, this is like the only time you can break your arm and not have to have a cast. Okay. Just, you know, it was the best kind of break I could have gotten. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay, my I'll son had a, had a break above the elbow and that he was in a cast for six weeks. Oh, uh, but also yeah. your son is... Your son is He's, under 10, right? Yeah, so mobility is probably not so much an no. issue. But yeah. No, children are made out of rubber. It's just Oldies. for the older folks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Us oldies. No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're old, and, and that's this is the price we pay for being old. Yeah, we fall higher. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. more reals. fragile. For reals. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was my that was my my holidays. How about you, Khalil? Um, <clears throat> yeah, we, um, I did not have. I had like um, the Chris- Christmas week. Uh, I had because I, because I um, I took a lot of vacation. Most of my vacation in the in the you know summer and stuff. So I didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of vacation left. So I had like three four days or something and then i had to work two days from home uh uh, because i couldn't take the full week off or whatever but that was fine so um but altogether i was i was home for 10 days or something and then um yeah and it was nice just family time nothing nothing Mm -hmm. uh uh special although Mm -hmm. family time of course special and uh it was the first it was the first Christmas uh, for for our daughter where she could where she was you know well she can still can't understand of course what Christmas is and stuff but we still we had like a Christmas tree and stuff and that's the first time since years uh, many years uh, that we had a, or like me and my wife as a couple we never had a Christmas tree in our house mm. right? like we and us as a family at home we also stopped since i'm like 18 or whatever we didn't have christmas trees anymore so um oh, wow. so that was the the first time in a long time that i had to go buy a christmas tree and <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was all very exciting and um uh-huh. and I almost starting the, or keeping the tradition going or starting it over i guess is what starting, i meant to say yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's kind because of, it's cool for for the little one she yeah, because there's something you know in the room, and you can put things on it and stuff. So it's fun. And then we made it a point to have to to, to actually have presents underneath the tree and stuff, like like this whole thing. Nice. <clears throat> so that was fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, other than that, um, it has been. Yeah, I started working in the first week of January again. It was all very quiet, and so that was also kind of... That's, and it's still kind of quiet because I quit my job, so... <laughs> <laughs> so Welcome to freedom! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, no, but there's... Uh, in general, this job is not super hectic, so uh, it's, it's, all, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it was good. It was great. It was great to, to have some family time, some, some exciting Christmas 
this was mostly about about Lily. Like, it was just super cool yeah. for her. Yeah, it's yeah. for the kids. That's yeah. right. And and just yeah, being home a little bit and stuff was great. <clears throat> yep. Good. So how is how is Slack? How is it? To yes, be tell Slack? us about Slack. Like, like, oh my goodness, it's uh, it's so. Imagine the biggest Slack channel that you have. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then multiply it by like a billion. <laughs> oh, there are so many channels within the Slack Slack. And uh, it is overwhelming um, and, and super fun. Like I'm just learning, learning tons and tons and tons. Um, and just trying to figure out how things work. Um, I can say that I work on the platform team, which, um, so when you add an app basically to your Slack org, um, like the GitHub app or a Trello app or whatever, Mm -hmm. those are all integrations. Um, and, and the platform team is in charge of that whole process. So, um, our major audience is, uh, like we have two audiences, the people who are, installing the apps and the people who are creating the apps. Um, and so it's, it's pretty cool. There's like a huge API for people to build apps. And then there's like a, an app uh, submission process for people who want to build apps and have them put into our app directory. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Lots of, lots of neat things are, are happening and coming along. And it's uh yeah, <laughs> so many things, so many things trying to learn it all. It, it feels kind of nice because it, it's similar to like, like if you imagine apps as being modules, then my job is not really that different, except that um, it's just in a different ecosystem. So instead of all JavaScript all the time, now it's um, whatever people want to build their apps on in uh, the Slack environment. So it's pretty neat. I'm a big fan. Cool. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so you get to work on the special Slack then that has all the new goodies in it probably. Oh, it yeah. Do the, or can, I don't know if you can say it, but do you guys do internal testing, I guess, in the whole organization or is it just Oh, absolutely. Teams? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like, it, you know, you, there are, I mean, just like any any company making a product, you know, we have... Um, internal versions and staging versions and QA versions and blah blah blah. So um, yeah, nothing, not not too many weird things happening there. It's it's pretty. Uh, we we get to of course we're going to test to make sure whatever new features we put out there are are good features and non buggy as well as non buggy as possible. So <laughs> um, yeah, does that answer your question, Henning? Yes, it does. Cool. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty fun. Though I will say, um, the platform team has, uh, or the API, there's a Node SDK for it, um, and they, <laughs> someone on the on the DevRel team, uh, asked me. They were like, "Hey, do you happen to know any Node developers?" <laughs> And I was like, I might know one or two. Uh, and they're like, well, we really need help with our SDK. And, and so I said, well, I'll let, I'll let people know that there is an SDK. It is open source. Um, and so if you're looking to kind of extend your, your node chops on other things, uh, check out the, the API 
uh, the SDK for the the Node SDK for the API. Um, so, are you looking for contributors in the open source space, or are you looking yeah. for to hire someone? Um, well, definitely contributors in the open source space. Um, mm-hmm. I do know that the um, so there's an a team here that does the so the Slack app, the desktop app, is made on Electron, um, and they're definitely looking for some Node developers. Uh, to hire uh, node developers. I don't know what the job rack is specifically, but if you go online um, mm-hmm. and do a Google search for like Slack jobs or something like that, um, there's a, I know that, that they're actively hiring node devs for the um, the Electron app part of Slack. So that's interesting. Cool. You know, that's yeah. a thing. Nice. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so. And so how many people work on Slack? How big is the company? Um, it's like a thousand people. Wow, what? that's great. This is wow. Yeah, it's the fastest growing startup like ever. Ever in Huge. the history of the world. It's only four years old. <laughs> Slack is what? as old as NPM. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's amazing. And you, <laughs> wow. you just don't think about it like that because you think, oh, it's just this little Electron app that I start sometimes to chat to people. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like 40, 50, 60, maybe <laughs> like a thousand. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. No, no, there's it's a lot like of stuff going on. A thousand. And it's everybody in the same location or is it? Split? No, 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 no. There are offices around the globe. So, uh, okay. Um, yeah, 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 no, no. Wow. That's a little, that's <laughs> wow. little mind blowing. Okay. That is totally mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's pretty great. It's cool. Because yeah, I, I know I knew approximately how old they were, and I didn't think they had grown that fast. That's that's incredible no, to they, do that. It's fast. So it's not. It's, yeah, I mean, I assume it's not a complete chaos. So it's done well, well, I mean, it's the just, product. The product is good. I mean, that's yeah. No, totally. So. I think I think the people. So the people who created Slack created Flickr. So if you remember Flickr? Yes. yes oh yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. I remember. Um, so to me, what that means is like when I say that. Um, I don't mean that as like a, oh, you know, cool brag thing, but actually that um, the people who created Slack have done this before. Like they've created yeah. a company before. Mm-hmm. They know what it takes to start something from scratch and to build it up into something big. Um, and to be fair, they've been lucky with Slack, right? Like that, it was never, they never expected it to be this big, um, but they're riding the, the rocket. So they're going for it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. But same with Flickr, right? I mean, Flickr was supposed. Um, actually, it's very interesting because the the story of Flickr was that they were trying to build a game, and mm-hmm. then and it, that didn't work. But there was a feature within the game that allowed users to share pictures that were related mm-hmm. to the game. And they figured out at some point that that is the most popular feature of the game. And then they just made the photo sharing app out of it. And that exploded. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and, and I think something similar happened with Slack, if, I'm, if I remember yes. correctly, where they were trying to build another game. Yes. <laughs> and then They're trying to build another game. I, I don't know too much about it. I think it was called Glitch. Yes, it was um, Glitch, exactly. Yeah. And, and it was supposed to be a multiplayer online game. Mm-hmm. And it was like a cooperative game. So they were like, you could talk to pigs. That's all that anybody told me. They were like, you can talk to pigs in it. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then they were like, but that didn't work. So <laughs> what's cool though is, 
Um, in Slack, if you reach a 404 within Slack, you may have noticed that there's like this whole like cute little background and it's like forest and trees and there's like little animals and flowers on the yes, 404 I have page. Seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's a 500. I don't, I don't recall which one it is. Um, but that's what Glitch looked like. Mm-hmm. That was like the background uh-huh. of the video game. They repurposed and, uh, it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not? Um, I don't know if it's playable. I've never actually tried to play, mostly because in the past when I've looked at a Slack app that got to that point, I was like, I did something wrong. Um, and then just trying to figure out what it was that I did wrong as compared to being like, ooh, this is cute. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But Yeah, anyway. so that's funny. So apparently... Um, they their recipe is just like they just have to try to make a game. Uh, apparently that's <laughs> spin off that's, that's kind of that's kind of a really bad game. <laughs> and something within that game is then gonna be a very successful product. That's <laughs> gonna Basically. be like worldwide success. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it's interesting how this is such a recurring pattern, like I know. Well it's only twice. Although Yeah, it's only twice, college. but it's just twice in a row, so it kind of seems to yeah, be the thing. No, in- and when I was in university, uh, there was somebody in my uh, in my dorm who used to say, "Twice makes tradition." Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> if you wanted to do something and call it a tradition, you had to make sure that it was done at least twice. Mm-hmm. So, if you did it twice, yeah. then it's tradition. So, what that means is, when Slack is done, I don't know when that will be. Um, then the founders can just be like, "All right, next, we're done." <laughs> Time to make another game. Let's do this. <laughs> to see what. Um, but I think um, what I've also heard in some interview or something is that they were upset with how Yahoo dealt with Flickr. They were kind of uh, sad about how it was kind of just left to die at Yahoo. Mm. And uh, that's something that they, they will not do again. So they're, yeah. they're not just going to sell it off and then it's going to die in some corner somewhere at Microsoft or something. So. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think. Uh, going to do their own thing. It's like, so interesting. Dying in the corner is not in the plans. Let me tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not with a thousand people and growing like crazy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Super, super so. cool. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, what else is going on? What else is going on? I'm going to my first hackathon tomorrow. <gasps> wow! Whoa! As a, yeah, as a hackathonian, or are you going to hack? <laughs> yeah. No, hack- no, no, no. Hackath- hack- our, com- our company is sponsoring, and um, so we're going there to represent and talk to students and um, possibly give a talk. I have to see if that's going to happen or not. <clears throat> so it should be really interesting. We've been, or I've been asked to appear there at 6 p.m. tomorrow and be prepared to stay very late. (laughs) (laughs) So that that should be super interesting. Supposedly, this is one of the uh, biggest in the state. Um, It's called Swamp Hack. It's up in at UF University of Florida in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because everything you know, UF is like the the mascot is is the Florida Gator. So their Mm -hmm. football team is quite popular, and it's the Gators, and so. There's so many bars and restaurants and places that are called the Swamp. So there's even a <laughs> there's even a brewing company I think that has Swamp in their name, Swamp Head or something. So it's all about the Swamp. So it's of course Swamp Hack, and um, 
the logo is a gator. <laughs> of course. And uh, of course. so anyway, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be giving a, a presentation there most likely about uh, Contentful. So we're gonna do a a talk about how to do rapid application development with Contentful and uh, how that all works, and then be Sweet. available for people to talk to, I guess. And of course, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, recruit some people. That's the whole plan. So. Right, right, yeah. for sure. Now, I am. So, this is your first hackathon. Henning. Yeah, I've ne- I, w- I never attended one on either side, like as a as a hacker or as a sponsor or anything. So, I have I have done one hackathon ever, and it was also my last hackathon. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. I think it really. Hackathons require a specific type of personality, um, and that's not to say that that like they're bad. I, I actually don't think they're bad. I think they're wonderful for the people who really love them. Um, I think it's easier to do when you're a student because sleep deprivation is easier when you're younger, um, and I think that uh, yeah, I, I think I think everybody should go to one. Go to one, experience it, and then decide for yourself if it's the right thing for you or not. Um, But I find if I can't sleep, I'm not the friendliest person ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I get that. I I don't do well with lack of sleep either anymore. I mean, I actually never did, but um, it's, it's harder now, so... Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, and I mean, I guess, you know, people sleep there in the library on the floor and stuff like that if they sleep at all. <clears throat> and I don't know. I'll I'll report back. Should be interesting. I, I'm very, very curious, that's for sure. So mm-hmm. we'll see what comes of it. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So that's going on. And then, um, yeah, we hired a, a back-end team lead. And um, hey. so I think hopefully things should get easier and move along faster so that that's kind of a big deal for me so that's great yay yeah. congratulations awesome. <clears throat> thank you <laughs> yeah uh it's is it is it um are they going to be at at the location or is it remote, a remote no no yeah. he's uh relocating um and has no problem doing so so that's exciting Great. Not remote. Yeah. Cool. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Other than that, I don't know. The, um, yeah, like I said, the vacation, that was nice. And uh, I sort of explored the cryptocurrency space a little bit um, from both sides, the the fiddling around with funds as well as the, the technology. And it's absolutely fascinating. I had no idea. I'd heard of Bitcoin, you know, years ago, but I never gave it any attention whatsoever mm-hmm. but now i'm sort of peeking into it and looking what what kind of problems they're trying to solve and how it all works and it's like wow it's amazing <clears throat> you know as you discover this whole new ecosystem that you didn't know existed i mean conferences on this stuff and you know people doing like really really crazy stuff and and one of the coolest parts to me is is that um like one of the projects it's called ethereum um which most of the, the the actual use happens in that uh, or on that system. They're actually trying to go into to countries like Africa and um, uh, parts of Asia 
because um, they think that they have more, um, you know, more they will have more success in adopting it there because they don't have the the Western bureaucracy and the big Western companies to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably where this type of thing is is like needed most, which I think is really, really cool. I mean, you know, Africa leapfrogged a bunch of technologies where basically they never had landlines because the infrastructure wasn't there. They went straight from nothing to cell phones. And then with the cell mm-hmm. phones, they started using micropayment systems. So they have, they have had wallets on their phones like forever and paying in tiny little increments, text messaging each other basically money mm-hmm. and um you know so that's it's super interesting super interesting and, also you know because yeah, because blockchain is is, pre- is basically decentralizing uh trust for transactions right so it doesn't really have to always necessarily have to be money but in that exactly. case in, in that case <clears throat> it would make i think it would be it's a really good strategy because it you would also circumvent um corruption maybe even or it would be possible yeah, that, that's to... i guess that's de- debatable because there's some things that you can i guess do anonymously and hide more easily so that kind of invites corruption or or maybe right. not corruption but but like uh, well illegal stuff sure. yeah exactly exactly no but if he, right. i mean just like let's say um <clears throat> you know what would like when there's if they if they would do stuff Just to I don't know get something from from a I don't know your car your I don't know yeah maybe buy a car or a house or something like that uh, I don't know if there is any corruption in those kind of things but it, even some transaction you have to make with the government if that's just re- regulated over something like that <clears throat> um, then then there's just no middle there's no human middleman there anymore that can hold the hand open or whatever right? exactly yeah because if you can you can you can automate things with with smart contracts basically yes, to yeah. to enforce certain rules that part i think is is that's the more fascinating part to me i mean that you can do all these types of things like you know deal with um uh digital assets uh rights you know give artists the option or the opportunity to sort of um, attach a um, <clears throat> sort of a certificate or uh, you know some sort of signature to their um, photograph or whatever it might be and and basically have that recorded that that belongs to them right mm. and then cool. basically you know get get them to be able to collect um, royalties and things like that on that um, you know all these these projects are popping up to do this type of stuff I guess the sort of the illegal part would be you know with the currency part of sure. this where you could send stuff around for you know that's untraceable or whatever but, but is it um, really yeah i mean also yeah I, i i i don't know about that part yeah. too too much like i said i mean this is sort of i just started looking into this but mm. but basically ethereum being the biggest you know the world's biggest uh, virtual machine is, is just insane and it's completely decentralized and you can run these basically run you know create smart contracts that are kind of pieces of software that run in a decentralized um you know almost like opera yeah virtual machine essentially and um mm. that's just crazy i mean all the things that you could do and it's really it's kind of hard to wrap your head around even um, but basically it's sort of like a uh, a script or a, a a packet of instructions i guess that once you submit them to the blockchain cannot be altered mm. and uh they just you know operate things and one of the sort of simplest examples is like okay you want to have some sort of payment system or whatever you send you send the contract x amount of money and then it gets distributed to a fixed 
you know, set of people for whatever purposes. And that just all works automatically. And there's no, like you said, there's no middleman. <clears throat> No accounting necessary. And I guess one of the reasons I, 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 well, one of the reasons I bumped into this was because a coworker started talking about it. But I have, I've had to transfer a decent amount of money from a sale of a house from Germany to, to the United States. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, it's, it sort of borderline pissed me off what kind of hoops you have to jump through and the things you have to do in order, and then how much it costs to get basically to send data, period. It's ridiculous, mm. right? Yeah. So that would be sort of a, a really great um, great use case for this type of thing. And I found sort of a, a middle ground that's, you know, that's actually ready and it's a product uh, and it works. Um, there's basically, again, some tech people got, <laughs> got pissed <laughs> that they had to pay a lot of money to exchange uh, or give, basically give big corporations or banks money to do, you know, to send data. So they created their own... Um, uh, sort of intermediate or brokerages where um, you can essentially send in your money and they facilitate not really an exchange but a trade you know somebody comes in and says i i have dollars i want euros and vice versa and then you agree on, a, on an exchange rate and that's it nobody else gets i mean they get a, a tiny cut it's either a fixed rate but it's it's like pennies compared to what the banks. So I, I basically, I did this with the service that's legit um, that was started by some American <clears throat> and that, that went to Europe and was upset <laughs> on how much money he had to pay to, to transfer money. And instead of paying thousands, it cost me like, I think it was $500. So it's not bad. But so for those kinds of things, that's, that's um, I find that super interesting mm -hmm. where the possibilities to do this. And it's just sort of, sort of totally up our alley. It's all, you know, software stuff, which is cool. So that's what I spent quite a bit of time on the last few weeks, which is fun. Oh, cool. cool. Nice. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I kind yeah. of feel like uh, I kind of ignored the whole blockchain thing and everything. And then and now it's, it's, it's all, it's exploding. I, feel, I felt like, okay. To I have to start learning a, a little bit about it because it's kind of taking over things, and it and 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 in the beginning I didn't understand like Bitcoin I didn't understand and I was just dismissing it and and at some point somebody said uh, in a video or something I watched that it's decentralizing trust which mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense now that that is yeah. important and that could be you know you just like eliminating middlemen and you you you'll just be able to do transactions over the internet with that that is that is incredibly powerful and most likely even though maybe some banks and governments don't like to see that it's going to be very hard to uh to eliminate it because countries who will start to implement it they will have um an advantage i think and i mean it's just math and it's just the internet and you can't really like ban it or anything like that i mean you could i guess but it's really hard and well china's trying i mean they they kicked out all their um they kicked out all their miners the bitcoin miners i think 70 percent of the miners for bitcoin were in china because of the cheap power mm -hmm. and i think they're going they're going to canada now and uh, okay. that's not a joke. The Canada sort of invited them. They have, I guess, excess hydropower and said, hey, come over here. <laughs> okay. and, um, and they also stopped um, 
you know, their citizens from doing any sort of trading or anything mm-hmm. like that, or at least they're trying Interesting. Put it that way. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. I think in, yeah. in a few, in a few years, let's say 10 years or something like that, it, I could imagine that this has become some, it, it, it will have found a way to uh, become pretty, uh, an important part of how things are being done. Uh, yeah, I contracts. think so too. I mean, there's 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 some really really interesting projects out there. One of them is Storage JS or Storage. Yeah, I think it's Storage, and um, basically it's you know a highly secure distributed storage for your data, um, mm-hmm. which is is a really really cool idea. And um, yeah, That's the cool. the reason I found found them is I saw them on the uh, <laughs> on the sponsorship thing for. What is it? Um, what's the Node conference in San Francisco? Node, no, Node Summit? Is it Node Summit? Can't mm-hmm. remember. You were there last year, I think, Raquel. Yeah, you sp- yeah, that's Node you, Summit. You're listed as a past speaker, so yeah, we're looking into <laughs> possibly going there in in the summer. So. Oh. We'll, we'll okay. See. Well, hold up. <laughs> if you end up in San Francisco, like ever, yeah. it is it is required that we hang out. You know this, absolutely. Right? The, I would, is. would not not do that. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 I find out that either one of you have been in San Francisco and you <laughs> didn't let me know, this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. There we go. I, w- I would have come anyway. So. <laughs> come knocking on your door at Slack. Hey. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I can give you a tour. Yeah. Good deal. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Um, oh goodness so yeah. all right okay um oh the cryptocurrency thing i can't <laughs> i'm like you know what i don't have time for this <laughs> no the current i think the currency thing is 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 in, it's insane right now it's you know you can't not bump into mm-hmm. it i think yeah because I, I i've i mean i don't have tv but i've heard what's happening on all the financial network channels and stuff like that and you know i think a lot of people are probably going to lose a lot of their money yeah <clears throat> because yeah. of that mm-hmm. and that's not good but uh yeah th- to me once i started looking into the underlying technologies and just started you know learning about that and mm-hmm. watched some of the conference i mean there's a conference going on in miami right now um and uh you know, just he- hearing some of the people that are behind this and what their motives are, it's really cool stuff, I have to say. I mean, all the the decentralized, um, you know, mechanisms they're putting in place for, for like, you know, like I said, storage for, um, you know, message transferring and chat, and set, et cetera, and then just being able to, to securely um, store any kind of information is, is pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure I'll be talking more about it as as time goes on. <clears throat> See ya. <laughs> cool Fair stuff. enough. Fair enough. Um, Clue, what, what's what's new on your end? Um. <clears throat> so, I've been um, in my in my spare time, like in the train when I'm um, when I'm commuting to work and stuff. I've been looking. I've been building little things with uh, web components, and I, I was always kind of thinking about 
uh, I was always I always wanted to build my own little app and do something and just try stuff and 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 actually do something, build an app that that can be useful to me or uh, other people, whatever. Like you know, there's a, there's always like for a long time I was always just focusing on learning more about JavaScript and the web and stuff like that, and I was always a little bit interested in how people build startups and products and stuff but i was mostly f focused on learning and then and now my interest has shifted more to actually building something that that one can use so um i i built like tiny things like this this little thing that you you can locate your you know uh coffee shops that are around you that have a high rating on foursquare and and this little tiny drafting that no, never finished the thing is i'm always bumping to the uh To, I'm coming to this to this point where okay now really really would have to I would have to add user accounts and and so and and, and storage like a database and stuff I have a front end now I need a little bit of a back end like hook up a service or something and I'm I, I don't have a lot of connection on the train so um, it's really hard to develop something like that um, like because I don't want to write the back end I don't want to do anything. Like that, I just want to hook it up to like Firebase or something like that. But I can't do that because, and also use authentication, uh, authentication like Auth0 or some service like that. And, and that doesn't work because I can't test it uh, because I don't have a connection on the train or whatever. And that's always like, it creates a lot of friction for me. And I was like, okay, this, okay, project over, doing something else. And uh Uh, and that's fine. That's fine. Like it's just I'm just trying to I'm just I'm just trying stuff out and bumping you know my head along the way and then trying something else and then uh, then and I'm I keep writing little things on my blog like things I'm thinking about or learning or whatever and and um, and it's a static site and there is a, and it's hosted on Net Netlify and they have um, something called Netlify CMS, which is a really cool little script that you can integrate into your site that will authenticate itself with the GitHub API because, um, because typically a Netlify site is, uh, is um, you know, uh, stored on, on GitHub. You push it to GitHub and then it automatically gets pushed to Netlify. And, And then it, it and then it launches a little editor, and you can actually um, write posts. Like um, you have to configure it a little bit. There's a little config file that you have to create, and then you can, and then it knows exactly um, where to put your markdown files and how to, um, uh, and about the front matter data that it needs to put put at the top of the file in order so so that it works with your site and then it, it there's it gives you a nice little writing experience and um so i wanted to install that for my blog and i did it and it worked and it's really cool so what it does it it authenticates with github and it through the config configuration it knows where to put the markdown files and when you save uh the post then it saves it to GitHub, right, and and commits it into your GitHub um, repository, and then automatically through you know the integration between GitHub and Netlify, it gets posted to Netlify, and um, so that's a really cool solution. And but here with the same thing, like I typically when I write a blog post, I write it in, on the train, and uh, um, again I don't have internet connection there, and, and you need to be. <laughs> You need to be online in order to to use that little script because it authenticates with GitHub and everything. So, um, but I really liked this idea 
to have a CMS kind of like a mini CMS or content management thing for a static site, but I would need it for my local static site because I have a local copy and I can serve it there and test it and stuff. So I just figured, hey, I'm just going to steal their idea, but I'm going to do it in a, as an Electron app and for your, for your static um, site that, that's on your computer that you can, that will also be able to just, you'll, you'll, you have to configure it and then it will be able to, uh, to figure out where to put the, the markdown files and give you a nice little experience to write markdown. And then, and then it can also, from the Electron app, you can also commit uh, and push it to the GitHub repository and you have the same kind of experience. It's all just local on your computer and it's a GitHub app. So I started building that because it's a problem now. It's really a problem I'm sol solving for myself. It's not just some weird idea or whatever. It's something that I want to have. So I'm starting to um, to build that and I started to learn you know, things about Electron and And, and and using web components in Electron and using routing in Electron and all this kind of stuff. And that's super fun. So uh, it's it's not far along yet. I'm still like figuring. I started with TypeScript and then changed it back to JavaScript and, and did things like that. So I'm kind of uh, still kind of uh, in the beginnings of it. But that that's super cool. And it's really, and I'm excited about it because I can work on it wherever and i don't need internet for it and that's cool so that's nice yeah did you did you start with one of the packages for electron or just the bare bones electron thing because i think that you know there at least when i was still trying to fiddle with that stuff there was like a <clears throat> sort of an out of the box electron for ember and electron for this and that or um, mm -hmm. did you just go with the, the bare bones i just went to, with the bare bones okay. uh, electron quick start thing mm -hmm. which is there's really nothing it's just a little example project that um launches a, a site with an electron yep right and uh no i just went from there i integrated the using the hyper html element um things uh for web components and um yeah and just slowly making my way through the whole process of building it out and And organizing the uh, the architecture in the app and, and stuff like that, and you know, like talking to the API that allows me to find a path on my Mac that then f gets fed back into my app and all that stuff. So yeah, it's cool, and uh, and nice. I, I have the pleasure to to use a bunch of uh, um, npm packages from Sindra Sorhus again. <laughs> Because he's he uses Electron a, a bunch, and he has a few nice packages that are really helpful, and that's always yeah. Nice. He's done a few a few fun fun little things. He did this emoji search bar thing where that integrates with, uh, um, what the heck is it, Alfred? I don't know if that was the Electron app or not. I okay, remember, but I, I, I looked into that. Yeah, cool. He's I don't know. He's doing all kinds of fun stuff all the time. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah, and he's also. I, I saw there was a there was a big movement over um, Christmas and 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 New Year, where a lot of these uh, open source, very prolific open source developers, um, created like Patreon accounts and basically said, "Hey, I'm writing open source software. If you want to support me, please, 
you know, um, so support me on Patreon. And how Patreon works is that if you want to support somebody, you t you basically you can support them. I think with a one-time uh, payment. Also, I'm not sure, but definitely with sub subscriptions, and you can kind of set. I think the creator can give you options um, what you what you can uh, what kind. Of, at what price you want to pay per month or whatever. And then and it says it how, and it also displays how much they will approximately get per month uh, through the uh, uh, subscriptions of those people. And, and Sindrasor, who's, uh, had, had, he, he did that too. And he had a, I think a really good, good, uh, it went over his goal. Definitely. I think, I think he, he said he put on, on GitHub somewhere, he put you know what his his monthly costs are, and which which are pretty low because he lives in in Thailand and he doesn't have uh, very high living costs, and I think it went definitely over that, uh, so he can sustain himself uh, by just doing open source work, which is cool. Good for him. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I mean, if you think about how much he he sort of c contributes and how much he helps people out by oh, yeah. publishing this stuff, it's like it's pretty crazy. But I'm pretty sure that al doing that alone, the thought of that, and knowing that his stuff makes things work all over the planet, that's alone. That's that's pretty cool already. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> At least to me, to me, it would be. But <laughs> getting money is better, of course. <laughs> money. Yeah. Money, money. That's cool. I mean, he's he's <laughs> been working, he's been working only on open source for for a while now, on just on his savings, <clears throat> and I think it's cool that he he can just continue doing it now by yeah. with the help of the community because many people are very thankful for his work. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, so I think we might need to start wrapping up soon, but oh, no. I did want to say. Bootstrap 4 just came out. Yeah, I don't sure remember did. Bootstrap. Once upon a time, dear <laughs> dear uh, listeners, there was a library called Bootstrap that you could use if you didn't want to have to deal with CSS. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. It is now rich version 4. <laughs> I think so version cool 3 came out like came 4 out years and ago everybody or something. started to poo poo it, but yeah. Yeah, because yeah, every well, site looked, looked, looked like that. Yeah, yeah nobody, every single website looked exactly the same because everyone terrible. was using Bootstrap because nobody wanted to learn CSS. <laughs> and I don't blame them, but at the same yeah. time, um, come on, sheeple. <laughs> Creativity is key. Just at least change the color of the buttons. Come on. Anyway, yeah. um, but no, I'm I'm excited. I saw there's a there's a cool blog post um, by the the community, the Bootstrap community, about how it took them like three years to build version mm -hmm. four. Yeah, and. Uh, and so, you know, congratulations and kudos to the Bootstrap team. I know that that's, that's a, it's hard work. It's hard work to do open source, especially on the side if you're not being paid for it. Um, and having to go through community contributions um, is a slog. Not, not necessarily because the community sucks. That's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, but more because, you know, so many people want to contribute and having to go through every single issue and picking out what's important, what's not important, engaging in discussions and knowing what to merge, what not to merge and what to do with their like merge conflicts and blah, blah, blah. Like all of that is exhausting. Mm -hmm. So kudos to the yes. bootstrap team for Indeed. making it through and publishing version four. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> 
Huzzah! Cool. Anyway, yeah, that's um, we have a new we have a new member in our Slack channel, which is very exciting. Yes. Um, shout out to Cadmus. Mm-hmm. You know, welcome. Yay! And uh, yay! And I don't think we've had uh, anyone else that's new since the last episode. Which yeah. obviously just means we need to put out more episodes so that more people get excited. <laughs> oh no, um, Fegolak. Welcome, Fegolak. Sorry, you. And yeah. So anyway, cool stuff happens in our Slack channel. So if you want to know about all the cool stuff, because I know you all have the fear of missing out on the awesomeness <laughs> that is our Slack um, join us. You can find a really convenient link in the show notes, which you can find at reactive.audio. That's right. And, um, um, man, this it has been a long time that we've, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've done this. Um, yes. And you can also uh, find us on Twitter at reactive pod and I'm Khalil tweets on Twitter. Yes, and if you like the show, tell a friend about it, or five, or ten, and uh, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. That would be fantastic. I'm H. Glattergots on Twitter, and, and I'll talk I to you next week. Rockbot on Twitter. Sorry to cut you off there, Henning. Uh, nice. And you know we're excited for next week. Let's do this, 2018. <laughs> Yay! Let's do yeah. This. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.